Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Future Tech Podcast. My name is Chris Ampler, and our guests today are Fred Kruger and Corey Larson with WorkCoin. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Fantastic. Fred, give us a bit about your background. Sure. Uh, so our back, my background is I started and sold nine tech companies uh, over the last 20 years. Uh, so I'm what, what people call a serial entrepreneur. I've done it many times before, uh, but I, I've not seen anything quite as exciting as what's happening in crypto. Uh, in my life, and I think you know, if you see it, you, you know you're you you see that it's going to profoundly impact society as we know it. Uh, you know, it, it takes a little bit to get your head around it, but uh, you know, I think that there's some momentous changes that are about to happen to the world, and and uh, you know, I I I really saw this totally clearly about six months ago, and I teamed up with Corey and a few other people. Corey is one of the best designers that I know, and uh, in, in in order to get a really great user experience uh, on the product that we're building. Excellent. Corey, what about your background? Yeah, so I came out to uh, California and joined the startup world about five, six years ago. And then that's where I met Fred at another startup. And we just basically like, I really like working with Fred because he's a really good guy. And he's really like, I can really see like he, he's really motivated for like what he does. And then he really like fell in love with my design and everything. So that's how we've been working together since then. So Excellent. What, what do you think it is that, that motivated you? Uh, I think in general, the the thing that we find that is the most motivating is really for, you know, this crypto to make very big, big, big impacts on society, right? So a lot of times you're building a product, you have an app, and sort of best case is you're going to sell your app to somebody like Facebook or Google, right? And, you know, make some money. But, you know, in today's world, you have these four giants, you know, Google, Apple, uh, Facebook, and um Amazon, and they control much of the, you know, much of the world that, that we live in. And, you know, this is really a disruption to that, to that ecosystem. And now all of a sudden, this crypto economy is challenging everything. It's challenging the established order, it's challenging banks, it's challenging money itself. And I think, uh, you know, it's, it's a new, brave new world and everything's up for grabs. So that's the way we see it. Always. With your, with the disruption, that's a common word that I hear. Do you see it ever quite settling down or do you see this being a continuously disruptive technology? So I think that, you know, you don't see disruptions like this very often, right? So I think the internet itself was radically disruptive and that really hit in 1995. You know, that's, that's, there was the world before the internet and there was the world after the internet. You know, that, that brought you Google, that brought you Facebook, that brought you Amazon, et cetera. And I think we're seeing right now, you know, another point like disruption, which is, you know, the disruption of money, you know? So, and disruption of payment. So, you know, while while stuff's moving around, you can see information. You can you can watch all the shows you want on Netflix or Amazon. Uh, paying people and getting uh, value transmitted over the networks—that's a real, real big pain point right now. And you know, that's a pain point that crypto is solving. So, I think that's going to be a, you know, if, if we solve money, that potentially is bigger than than solving just the transmittal of information. The, the, the transmittal of, of value. I think I think that I think we're going to see it. We'll see it again, but it may not happen. Well, 
something this disruptive may not happen for another 25 years. So I tend to think of these things as more point-like as, as opposed to just waves of disruption. They're smaller disruption waves, but this one is a big one. Agreed. Agreed. Corey, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I have the same opinions, Fred. I see this as this is just the beginning, and we're just basically tapping into this. And it, I mean, some people are scared of it, and I, I get I get it's new and stuff like that. But like honestly, like in the future, like I believe that everything is going to go to crypto. Everything's going to go like be done. All, everything everything we do is online already. I mean, think about 1995. Like nobody knew what the internet was. Nobody knew what was going on. Now everyone's on it. I can do everything. So that's kind of like where I see it going. Great. What's curious to me is going from centralization of data. I mean. The topics we've heard about or things, news headlines we've heard about more recently are, you know, information, customer information being hacked and shared and, and things of that nature, you know, with very, very large. Um, so I, I kind of wonder about the next steps for, for that. It seems like a prime moment for um, the blockchain technology to jump in and solve those problems. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I think it's. That's a really good point. I mean, I think if you sort of said everybody's gotten very comfortable with saving their data, say, in Dropbox or Google uh, Drive or even their photos in Facebook, but it doesn't take much. You know, all you have to do is get banned from Facebook or, you know, or, you know, have Google shut down your country like, you know, uh, or your country get banned uh, like that from like if you're living in China. And you realize that actually having your data stored on one company server is really not a great solution. And so I think that in you know ten years from now, it very well may be that when you say I'm going to save a file, you're not going to say I'm going to save it on Google. You're going to say I'm going to save it on the internet, and it's just going to be out there, decentralized. You know, and I think the same is going to be true about a lot of things. I think your identity is going to be out there, decentralized. I think your 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 wealth. Is going to be, you know, in in various wallets all over the, you know, in various ether addresses or EOS addresses that are just all over the internet, and they, they are not on somebody's server. So I do think that decentralization is a key key factor in all of this. Um, it's it seems know, like talk, decentralization. Talk for like, yeah, it seems like decentralization is going to give more power to the individual uh, for controlling their data and who has access to it. Right. Totally agreed. So let's uh, let's get back to um, WorkCoin. I'd like to yeah. talk about the coin itself and the ICO. So what can you share about that? So let's start with the the problem about why we started this, really. And it's it's really it's really that the world we live in right now is a freelance economy, and it's getting more and more like a freelance economy. So, so just just to share some data on this, forty percent of Americans are now freelancing. And the number of people who freelance versus the number of people who don't freelance who have permanent jobs, it, it's going to cross over in about nine years. So we are going to be we are rapidly moving into a, an era of freelancers where we're really the, you know the permanent you know lifetime job or or even just the permanent job is a thing of the past. Um, you know, so this is a you know a, over a trillion dollar economy of freelancers doing you know everything from graphic design to raking people's leaves. You know. But you know we're all we have sort we're sort of moving away from you know working for companies and that's another part of the decentralization it's sort of this decentralization of work itself right we're now working for multiple people on multiple jobs and all over the world right so you know you could be working for somebody in Sweden that person could be working for somebody in India and that Indian person could be working for you you know so we, we're really into this we're moving into this very decentralized 
Internet of Work, but the uh, but, but right now the platforms for 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 putting buyers and sellers in touch and handling those transactions are, are really bad, and they're they're very centralized and they're they're highly uh, they hide the data, and so if you go to a, a, a site like Upwork, for example. You know, my name on Upwork, if I was on Upwork, would be Fred K, USA. So, you know, I don't think very many people would hire Fred K, USA, for business advice. Now, if you clicked on my LinkedIn and it was Fred Krueger and you saw that I started nine companies and sold them and that I was, you know, good friends with a lot of people like Brock Pierce or, or, or other people who recommend me, then you might actually say, well, Fred might be a person I might want to get some advice from. But, you know, the idea of getting advice or doing jobs with people that you can't actually verify or vet, it's a crazy, crazy world. And it's caused, we believe, because these companies are relying on credit cards. And with credit cards, you have high fraud, you have high, really high charges, 7% round trip in the marketplace. And so with these kind of uh, fee structures, the marketplaces have no other recourse other than to charge 20% or more. And when they do that, they can't show people's identities because people will go direct. So that's that's the premise. That's why we started WorkCoin. We started with the idea of, well, if we could just take crypto in and crypto out, we could actually completely reverse the transaction and uh, show people's identities, allow everybody's identities to be completely open and transparent. And that's kind of what we built. And it's, a, it's just a radical way of dealing with uh, the marketplace for, for work. And so, so and, and, and our coin, which is the work coin, is the is a universal way to pay people within these networks. So whether it's uh, you're buying a graphic designer, a block of time for a graphic designer, whether you're buy, block, buying a, a fixed price service like a document that needs to be translated, uh, these are the, the kind of things that the WorkCoin will make uh, will make very, very efficient. And where does the consumer fall in that? If they're looking for, let's say they're looking for a graphic designer through WorkCoin, um, what are the incentives to the consumer? So for the consumer, the, the huge advantage is that before, before just they can see designer girl with a little picture, but they can't see the, you know, the, the Behance portfolio of the designer, the Dribble portfolio of the designer, the website portfolio of the designer, and all the rest, because the, you know, the, the marketplace wouldn't want you to, to actually talk to the designer and cut them out of the picture. So here, the huge advantage to the consumer is transparency, right? So that you can search for something very, very specific, actually the person, and actually see, for example, let's say you're hiring a lawyer. You actually want to make sure that you're hiring a lawyer and not a 12-year-old in Pakistan pretending to be a lawyer, right? If you're hiring a designer, you really want to look at their uh, their their portfolio. If you're hiring a coder, you want to look at their GitHub, their code. So it sounds very that that sounds really uh, basic, but that's the case, and you can't do it now. So what these um, what these platforms that exist are really good for now is just like cheap logos where you don't care about the identity or I just need 100 Twitter followers. I don't really care about the person giving them to me. But the minute you get into professional services or expert services or really any kind of high-end services, you, you absolutely need identity. So this, for the consumer, it's giving quicker access to quality um, 
quality freelance. Is that correct? Yeah. So basically, the the entire market right now on these marketplaces is really low end freelancers, right? And so there is no market for higher end freelancers. The way you the way you typically hire a higher a high end freelancer like a lawyer is you get a referral from a friend. That's that's the general technique. You don't go online and search. Uh, oh, I want somebody to incorporate my company in uh, the British Virgin Islands. Boom, this guy's good. Click buy. That doesn't exist, right? You can Google, you can call, you can try to send emails back and forth. You can then retain them, etc. But there's no there's no click that buy. That doesn't exist. So it's really, I mean, if you can think about it, imagine a search engine where any kind of service you want. You can just search, you find who's available, you can check out all their references, and then you can buy and you can pay either fixed price by the by the job or for a block of hours. I mean, that, that will be transformative. And we built that. We built that infrastructure. And that cannot exist without crypto. It's the economics just don't work without crypto. So the you know, I'll tell you the consumer uh, problem with this is that you have to have crypto to to really do this. And a lot of people right now, you know, crypto is very, very new. So uh, most people don't have crypto and they don't know how to get it. You know, they can find out, but it's not something that they they can click. You know, you can't click three buttons and get uh, $1,000 worth of Ethereum yet. So, so that's the, so it's a new market. We're going to concentrate only on the people who, who actually really are already in crypto and really understand it. Um, and I think this is a reason why the, the, the old guard, if you will, probably is not too interested in this because I, I'm sure they understand that this could help them, but it just doesn't play well with their existing business model. So for now, it's more of a niche market, yes? For now, but, you know, the, niche mar- the Internet was a niche market, right? Yes. Computers were a niche market. You know, at, at some point there was somebody said the entire market for computers is five computers, you know? I forget who it was who said that. And the, you know, the internet was the same. Um, a lot of people poo-pooed it initially. And I, I feel like we're betting that the, the market for crypto is going to go up, and it's going up, but we believe it's going to go up in a really dramatic way in the next 24 months. Um, so we're gambling on that, you know, and we, wa- we want to get that market. Right. So currently, the, what the projection is to have people that are in the cryptocurrency world that have that actually have wallets and, and the currency – are going to be able to transact with um, with the uh, freelancers that you're speaking of. Yeah, we're not going to accept credit cards, nor, nor do we have any plans to. Nor do we have any plans to pay people with PayPal or credit cards either. We okay, know, so we have a very very crypto in crypto out kind of okay. loss. Very good. Okay. Um, what unique um, what unique problems have you encountered thus far, and and uh, how have you solved those? Well, I think the number one problem that 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 a lot of people are go- about to realize is that existing crypto doesn't play well with mobile. Uh, so if somebody told you, hey, we're developing this great app and you need to use it in your browser on your computer only, I think most people would say, wait, wait a second, what about my Android? What about my iPhone? Um, you know, so that's uh, that I would say is, 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 and if you look at pretty much every single blockchain D app that's out there, that's the way that, that, that people have thought. They've sort of Mobile is a real afterthought. And so I think one of the things that we've done differently is we really have sort of thought about how mobile plays into this whole equation because we just don't think a system without mobile will, will work as far as being adopted really by the consumer. I agree with and that. And I would say, have we, still, have we still solved it? No, but we know, 
we, we've architected this thing so that when the EOS uh, platform comes out in June, you know, shortly after that, we should be, and, and by the way, it works right now on mobile, but it should be fully blockchain enabled, even on mobile. And I think that, you know, I just, I think that's a, it, it's a mindset that people in this space have just, just haven't gotten around to. You know, I think they will, but, you know, it's just, they just haven't yet. It's interesting to think about um, not only the development of computer technology, but we're talking decentralization. And it seems like mobile is the most, I mean, other than being tied into a cell tower or whatever, it's the most effective method of decentralizing a thing that you can think of rather than being tied to your, your desktop or uh, similar well, right. network. And, so. and look, I mean, you know, you have entire countries where it's mobile first, right? These, you know. In India, people have Android phones. They don't have computers. You know what I mean? Uh, the same is true in Africa. So, you know, I think there's, I think, I think you really have to think of mobile. And uh, and for the workforce, you know, this is you're working on the go. So you're, you know, you're you're you may be out in the field and you get some some tasks that you can do in the next three hours because you have some extra time. Well, you want to do it on your mobile, you know. And so I think all these things are things that we've thought about quite a bit, and we think are pretty important to the idea of decentralized work and fully transparent decentralized work, which is being paid quickly on the blockchain, where also you're not waiting around to get paid, right? So if you do a job, you want to get paid immediately. You don't want to be waiting two weeks for some marketplace to kind of review, you know, make sure you're not a fraud and, and so on. You know, if, if, if the buyer says you did a good job, you should get paid. I mean, and so that's, again, we, we view ourselves as an escrow and payment function within a marketplace. That's it. Uh, if you want to go direct, fine. You know, we're, we're happy to, to put the, the people together and they can, they, can, they can ask themselves questions and they can do stuff. But if they want to transact, somebody's got to pay the money. There is this need for the escrow agent. There is a need potentially for arbitration in case things go wrong. And that's where we see our role of our token and our service. Because, you know, if you just send somebody Bitcoin, you send them Bitcoin, right? You know, they have the Bitcoin. They're under no obligation to perform the service. So, you know, we really view ourselves as really a cryptocurrency and an ecosystem, which is really based on the idea of escrow and arbitration. You know, so if, if we're, if I'm paying you to podcast me, you know, at the end of the podcast, you, I, it's just like an Uber. Rate, rate, rate how I did. Great. Boom. You've got some coin. You know, that, that's kind of the way we see the world. Okay. Interesting. So when, when people are utilizing your service, are they dealing specifically in your coin? And what is that based off of? Yeah. So basically, we, we sort of view, uh, you, can, you can pay into the service with right now, we, with, it's with Ethereum. But we've also, uh, in the labs, have another token working, which is the Sunset token. So we're friends with them. So we can, they can, you can fund with an, any a number of different cryptos. And when you get our token, then you use that token to buy the service. And when the service person, when the service is complete, that person gets your token. But they can immediately trade it out for Ethereum, Bitcoin, or any other token that we support. So okay. we view ourselves as kind of a token agnostic on the on the way in or out, but we have to you know we have to create these smart contracts uh, which um, which kind of hold the escrow and stuff, and, and that's cleaner and better done through our token. Okay. Now tell us where you are with the ICO and your roadmap for 2018. Okay, so so we're a little odd because we actually did the product first, so we actually have a working product now. Uh, and uh, we really just started the ICO literally two weeks ago. 
and uh, we we pitched uh, the DNA fund, and uh, which is one of the bigger funds, and they basically came back and said we were the best pitch they've ever ever heard. And since that two weeks, we've got about three and a half million dollars in solid commitments, and another million that looks pretty probable. So I would say we're off to an amazing first two weeks uh, of the ICO, and uh, you know that. We should be at our soft cap of five million within a week or so. Uh, that at, at the current rate, it, it's not going to take long. And so, uh, you know, from there we are going to um, we're going to try to hit our hard cap of twenty million. And I would say, you know, knock on wood, things look pretty good right now. So good. Is that now you, you mentioned the um, we were talking a bit earlier about the award you won. Is that tied into what you just mentioned? You know, we just we just won that on Friday. So uh, it's oh excellent. Know, yeah, so you know that that didn't even really play a, a big part in us getting any of this money. It's just for just a lot of people. There was 75 people who saw this demo, more or less, and you know it's just I think we we convinced a lot of people with our story, right? They just saw, okay, we got the product, product's built, story solid. Does the world need freelancers? Yes. Do we have a solution for these freelancers? Yes. Is it order of magnitude better than current systems? Yeah, it is because we have this identity piece and it's four times as cheap, you know. So those are really pretty big, pretty big things. Does that mean we'll be successful? No, it doesn't mean we'll be successful. There'll be other people trying to do this. You know, uh, one doesn't know how many people are going to be adopting crypto. That's a big unknown, right? If, it, if it's just 40 million next year, well, that's not that interesting, right? But um but we believe we believe that the crypto economy is going to grow pretty rapidly, and uh, so we're just banking on we're just banking on the trend here uh, on crypto, and yeah. uh, you know that that's kind of our our thing. I think I think if you really believe in crypto, you know you kind of got to like this freelancing story because you know it's 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 a big component of you know of this crypto economy you know, and, and of this freelancer economy. So you know I think I, agree. I think it's, it's not, a, it's, not, it's not really, a, I wouldn't work, say yeah. a no-brainer, but it's a, you know, it's a pretty clear path, you know. Yeah, agreed. The, the decentralization of, of workers, it ties in so well to, to um, the crypto ideology. Now, I'm curious in your story that you mentioned earlier, just in, in my brief experience, it seems that many companies are, they're talking about their coin offering, they're talking about their roadmap and, and whatnot, but their product as in your case, their product hasn't launched first. Now, do you think that is, what degree of compelling do you think that is in your particular story, having that product launch prior to the ICO? Well, so there's, there's two reasons why I think it's compelling, right? The first reason is just legal, right? So I think, you know, you're on a little bit of thin ice if you're using a token, which you call a utility token, to fund something that really is just at the white paper stage. Um, and, you know, I think this is not, you know, there. There's some reason that you might want to be concerned legally. Um, the second thing is, though, you know, as you know, the more you get closer to something that's a real MVP, you can start po poking holes in it really easily. You know what I mean? And you can see that there's some design flaws or didn't think about this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, I think if somebody says, I am five months away from releasing, that probably means they're two months or two years away from releasing. You know, it's like I discount that very heavily because. People underestimate um, how long it's going to be. And a lot of the teams that are in these ICOs, this is really, you know, their first project as a team. They haven't done much. 
They may not have had an exit at all. They're just, you know, sort of junior teams. And so, you know, we we know how to execute. We, we know how to build code. We know how to build uh, companies. And so, you know, we think one of our, this we thought this was going to be one of our differentiators um, that we could show a product on both web, iPhone, and Android. And, you know, when we, we go around, we show them that thing working on all these platforms. And people are just amazed. You know, they're like amazed that we have a mobile solution. And I keep on telling people, I said, well, what other blockchain apps do you know that are in the, the app store? And they just, you just get these blank faces, right? Like, well, Coinbase, right? You know, so, and, and reality, you know, that's, that's the experience of most consumers with crypto. They buy, they buy a, a fraction of a Bitcoin. They have it in their Coinbase account. It goes up. It goes down. They watch it. End of story, right? And then they go, well, this crypto is kind of, I don't really understand it. I'm just watching something go up and down. So what? And I think the, the thing that we want to do is the minute we're done with our ICO, we really want to show people that when you have our app, you get it. And yeah, we, there's a wallet in there and it looks like Coinbase and your things going to go up and down. But moreover, you've got these tokens and you can use them right in the app. You can use them to hire somebody to, you know, for any number of things, you know, to help you with your social media, to, you know, help you design something, uh, to, to get some advice on some, you know, software topic. Uh, so, you know, the idea of an app that where the token is immediately useful, I think it's going to be, it's a game changer. Pe- people haven't thought this out. They've never seen that, I guarantee you. And Very I think good. this will be Very great good. for the press, too, yeah. because the press will be like, oh, there's more here than the story of XYZ make, be, making a billion dollars, right? Which is kind of the, the main story now is, you know, XYZ has made a billion dollars with Ripple, you know? So, and, you know, that, that's one story, but ultimately that's not interesting for for the world and for tech. I mean, who cares if somebody made money, right? Yeah, agreed. And m- money is going to always catch the headlines, but the utility is, I think utility is the, the long-term bet. It, it might not be out there in uh, the mainstream or, you know, up and down markets and, and whatever else, but um, that's going to be the thing that that lasts. It's going to not going to be the I mean, flash look, in the pan. I think it's going to have really profound implications for like. Let me give you an example. You know, my dad lives in Saratoga, New York, right now. It's a great place to live, but it's primarily retirees living up there because there are no jobs in Saratoga, New York. You know what I mean? But yeah. imagine if you know you're a geologist, you know, and you don't like Texas. Well, but you have the knowledge of geology, right? And what if you could just go up and live in Saratoga, New York, and, you know, everybody can start finding you on this freelance site, and you, they just type in geology or land assessment or whatever it is, and they see you, and they see all your references, and they see your hourly rates and your availability, and they click, they buy, you know. So I really see it could change things a lot, you know, away from people working in these overcrowded cities and so on, um, and, and really allowing people to to work on their own terms when they want, you know, and and a lot of this stuff can be done on chat. So you know, even your your um, even your 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 uh, at at night, you know, you're with your wife in bed, and you're a lawyer, and you get some one of your clients starts pinging you. You get this job. Well, you can handle the job in a chat just fine. You don't have to get on video. You don't have to do a call like we're doing right now. You just giving some advice on chat, you know. So I think. I think the the potential for this in terms of dollars is just absolutely enormous, right? Because you have this one trillion dollar U.S. freelance economy, and what if that what if that really moves online? You know, 
that's going to be a multi multi billion dollar system. And so, and I think that crypto is the answer to that. Crypto is going to help that thing happen. Very good. Well, guys, we're running short on time. So, yep. any final thoughts before we wrap today? Uh, no, I just uh, I think I, I think we covered most of the most of the things. And I would like to just mention our website address, which is workcoin.net. Uh, but if you just Google WorkCoin, you're going to get there, and that's where we're we're launching our ICO. And if you want to find out more and find out more about the company, you can you can go there. Well, very good, Fred Kruger and Corey Larson with WorkCoin.net. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in to the Future Tech Podcast. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Almost Here Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.